The table is set. The world is ready. All work is done. So what now? Now it's time to welcome him in. Hi, I'm Rifki, and you are listening to Olive All Over, where we learn to live Geula now. We've been learning Chumash, we've been learning Navi, we know what it says. There's such special and interesting and exciting Nevoahs that are going to happen when Mashiach comes. And if I were to tell you that the Rebbe told us in Parshas Mishpatim, Tavshin and Beis, that there are some Nevoahs that have already started to take place, it's kind of like crazy incredible. Like these new voices that we're learning in the Torah that one day when the time for redemption will come, you know, swords will be beaten into plowshares. And I was like, um, let's look at the latest and greatest and see that this actually has started to take place. So let's zoom into this week's Parsha, a sicha like no other, where we get the strength to realize that Mashiach is happening. It's real. It's near. Let's take part. Let's begin. The Baal Shem taught us that everything a person sees or hears is a lesson in how we should serve Hashem. So any event or so anything that happens in the world, it's not just a thing that happens. Everything is here for the Yidin, for Hashem, for Tyre. There must be a lesson that we can learn for our lives. So there are saying in Tavshin and Bayes 1992, if you look at what happened this week, president of the most powerful nation of the world, America, announced in his annual address to his people that instead of, you know, spending hundreds of millions of dollars continuously on weapons and stuff for war, they're going to cut it and going to start devoting lots of that money for agriculture and social improvements. And right after that, he met with the leaders of other world powers like Russia, the whole United Nation, right? They came together. Where did they come together? In New York. And they had a meeting, and they also proclaimed that they're going to establish a new world of justice and of peace, and they're going to set aside their money instead of just, you know, fighting, 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 but they're going to, you know, bring it down to basics and use the money for things that are proper and good. Now, the Rebbe says, these events are a clear sign of the fulfillment of the Nebuah Nishayahu, where it says, V'kasu charvaisem le'itim, v'chaniseisehem le'mizmaris, la'isa g'nel ve'cherv la'yelmatu a'ez machama. There's like, Lots of songs on this Pasuk, right? The famous Nebuah that means they shall beat their swords into plowshares. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, nor will they learn war anymore. And this is literally what happened this week in 1992. And this entire progress of world peace is really motivated by Mashiach. Like it says about Mashiach that he will He will judge the nations and many people will come up to learn from him guidance and how to live a proper life. Like it says, So all of, you know, the proper conduct of the world is going to be led by Mashiach. He will be the Shafat. He will be the judge. And since we find ourselves in the highest point in time of Mashiach's arrival, we already can start seeing the effects of the actions of Mashiach onto the nations of the world. So let's look at the place and time that this event took place and see how it's greatly connected to Mashiach. So the place that this, you know, meeting of the UN took place was in America, in New York, in the country and city of 
770, which is based on Binu Shabibabel. The place where it was chosen to be a source and a fountain, that from 770, Hasidus and Tyra is spread to the entire world until Mashiach comes, but we know Umala Aritzeus Hashem. And when the Friedrich Rebbe came to America, he started to refine Kasi Kador Tachin, which means the lower hemisphere of the world, right? We want Tyra. It was given, you know, somewhere up there in the low, on the upper hemisphere, and that's where that the light reached. And when the Friedrich Rebbe came down, he started not only lighting up the lower hemisphere, but actually making it a source of light for the entire world by sending Shluchim out from 770 to every single corner of the world, igniting the light and preparing the world for Mashiach. And in most recent time, from Tavshin Nun till Tavshin and Bez, there was an incredible breakthrough in Russia, where once upon a time there was war and there was an iron curtain and there was no learning Tyra and the Friedrich Rebbe had to secretly send Shluchim and they had Messir Stafesh to go and do their Shluchas. But now they're missing? The iron curtain fell and we can openly spread Tyra and Hasidus. And not only that, the leaders of Russia themselves came to America. They came to the city of our Nasi Hadar, which is the Mashiach Shabadar, the Rebbe says. And that's a proof that all of these incredible transformations are coming from the Kayach of the Nasi. So that's the place. has an incredible connection to Mashiach. The time that it took place, number one, it happened on a Friday, which is like Erev Shabbos, which is like Erev Gula. We're tasting already the taste of what's it going to be like when Mashiach comes, world peace. Number two, it was Chavav Shvat. Chavav is Begematria Havaya, Hashem's name. When Mashiach comes, it says, V'nigla Kvait Hashem, V'rochal Basar, right? Hashem, Havaya will be completely revealed when Mashiach comes, and this is a taste of this revelation. And number three, it happened on the last Erev Shabbos of the month of Shvat, the 11th month, where on Yud Shvat we have the yard side of the Rebbe, where all of his actions just have an aliyah and our pile Yeshua's care of Aretz just, you know, bring salvation to the world. And the next day, Yud Alav Shvat, we have when the Rebbe accepted his Nesiyas and he accepted his Nesiyas 42 years ago, right? This is Tavshin and Beza, 42 years correspond to the 42 travels that Yudin had in the Midbar, right? And they're saying, we did all of our travelings. We're certainly ready for the Gula now. The place, the time it took place is so incredibly connected with all the Nasi has accomplished. And looking at the time, let's connect this event to Parshas Mishpatim. The whole Parsha really speaks about laws between a man and his fellow, which are very, you know, self-understood. Don't steal, don't kill, don't lie, don't cheat, which any person, any guy, any human understands. But what we learn in the Parsha is that we don't just do it because it makes sense. We do it because Hashem commanded us to. Like it says about the Mishpatim, and these are added over the first ones that were said at Har Sinai. What does this mean? Meaning the Mishpatim, the, the laws that are understood by our brains, have an advantage over the ones that were given at Sinai. Because the whole accomplishment of, you know, Har Sinai, of Matan Taira, was this division of al and Dachtainim was cut off and now we can blend it together. Something so spiritual can connect with something so physical. Hashem's Chachma can now permeate a human brain to the point that he actually understands it. And that's really what we see in Mishpatim, that there are physical, you know, very human understood laws, but it has an advantage because we're doing these Mishpatim not just because they make sense, but because Hashem said so. And the Rebbe tells us when we go and give Shev Mitzvah's B'nai'ach to Gayim, we should explain to them, you know, I'm sure I can do all these laws. Like, this is my speech. Like, hi, can I offer you a good card? These are the seven Noah laws that God gave to Moses on Mount Sinai. I'm sure you do all of them. We just do it because God commanded us to. 
That's that's my speech. You know, like when you're on, you're on repeat and you just say the same thing a hundred times. We do it because God commanded us to. Your game should not be doing things just because it makes sense. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't kill. No, no, no. This is what Hashem said to do. So now back to the recent event where the leaders of the countries gathering and proclaiming that they're going to use their money for plowshares instead of weapons, that not killing someone is some basic, you know, human understanding. You don't kill. that um. But if you look, unfortunately, at history, it's filled. All the history books are filled with wars and deaths and bloodshed, etc., etc. So once again, if it's basic knowledge that you don't destroy, you don't kill, and you don't burn, then why did they do so? That question will, you know, be kept unanswered. So we see from here, even though it's basic knowledge, not necessarily was it fulfilled. But the fact that they made this announcement this week, that they're ending this war stage and they're starting a new stage of peace, that's not just because, you know, it made sense. You know, people are saying like, oh, no connection to Gula. It's just about time that the world get, you know, together for peace. No, no, no. They were saying no, for hundreds and thousands of years, they were they were in war. Why suddenly was there the switch? Because the Nevuah is starting to take place. Of the Kassu they will beat their swords into plowshares. And this, very interestingly, I never knew this, Rabbi says Nasicha, very recently, the Rabbanim have proclaimed that he named Zemach Mashiach Ba, right? starting with the Fidigrabah, saying that we finished our job and we're ready to do Mashiach. And then the Rabbanim recently gave up Sakdin to the Rabbah that we have come to the time of not only that we have a Cheskas Mashiach, a maybe Mashiach, but no, they, they signed that we have a Mashiach Vadai. And because their ruling is based on Taira, their, their Rav, it actually caused a change in the world that now the world themselves is actually getting ready for this time. And, you know, we see it clearly with them getting rid of weapons and using it for peace instead. So we see clearly how things are not just by chance. Everything is planned and perfectly in the right place in the right time. And there's a reason. It's all coming from the effects of the Avaidah of Mashiach. So let's connect Parshas Mishpatim to the end of Galas and the start of Gula as well. So Parshas Mishpatim comes right after Parshas Gisrei. And if you look at the end of Parshas Gisrei, it speaks all about the Mizbeach, how it, you know, only a ramp and no steers. And then Parshas Mishpatim is followed by Parshas Truma, which speaks about, you know, Asili Mikdash, build for me a Mikdash and I will dwell in them. And we see that it's like literally smack in the middle of two parshas that speak about Inyanim of Gula. And the fact that Mashbatim is in the middle is showing that now these Inyanim of Gula are not just like da-dam, 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 fleary land. No, no, no. We're starting to understand these Inyanim even in our brain. Meaning the world itself is coming to the point where it's announcing that the time for Gula has arrived. People are ready. They're like, yes, we know the Messiah is coming. There has to be world peace. We feel it. It's happening. You know, it just has to come. And this is a Chiddush. This wasn't here in the previous generation. So now they're saying the question is even stronger. How in the world are we still in this Galas Ad Masai? There's literally no excuse. After all of these signs, and we're still not in Eretz in Yerushalayim, the Beis HaMikdash, eating from the Siddha of Mashiach. What's going on? From here, we see the incredible need that we have to add in doing more things that will bring about the Gula and actualities. So looking at this week's Parsha, which speaks about, you know, mitzvah a man to his fellow in a way of peace, you know, no cheating and being honest, all these things. We have to make sure we do it because what brought Galus was sinaskinam, you know, baseless hatred. And we want to take away that reason and add in peace and add in love. Another thing is, we know it says, What's something practical we can do? Give tzedakah. Also, we see from Parashas Mishpatim, all the halachas of lending money 
we have to, you know, give to others. And looking into next week's Parsha's Teruma, we have to build in ourselves and in our homes mini mishkans. You know, what's a mishkan? A house of Taira, of Tefillah, of Gmilat Chasadim. And helping shuls to expand and grow, the rabbi says, will also hasten the rebuilding of the third base of Mikdash. And we are getting the kayak to do this from the days that we are in, right? So the rabbi is speaking, the rabbi is speaking on Chava, but he says, look at Chavhei. Chavhei is kai, kai suvarachu es Yisrael, right? Birchas kayahanim. We're getting benched with all the brachas, of course, with the bracha of Gula. And how do the kayahanim bench? They bench in a way of love. Chavav is gematria havaya, right? When the time when Hashem will be revealed to the entire world. Chavzayin is zach, pure. And that's referring to the oil of the Menaira. And how was the Menaira made? From one stick of gold. Hinting to this achtas of all the different seven types of Yidin. We have to have achtas together. Chavches is kayach, this incredible strength that we have. And Erev Reish which is Chavtes, is the preparation for Reish Chaydesh, the preparation for the renewal of the Yidin, which will come about by the Geula. And being that we are in Reish Chaydesh Adar, our mazel is strong, a month of Geula, may we just go from one Geula to the next, and Mashiach should come right now. We shouldn't, we shouldn't even have to wait until Purim or Pesach. You know, we should have just the ultimate Geula. This moment, take it from Yad Mamish, Miyad stands for Maisha Yisrael David, also Menachem, Yesevitzchak and Daiber, which are the three, the the last three, Chabad Rabbeim, and it should happen mamish with all the interpretations, right? We know it stands for Menachem Mendel Schneerson, and just all the interpretations we have in Tegufim Yad Mamish, it should just happen. We have the Kayach of Arnasi, we have the Kayach of all the previous generations, we have the Kayach, and we are ready to, you know, have our Reish Chaydash, have our rebirth of B'nai Israel. So going back to the beginning, and looking at Tyra now and reading the Nevuais of the Ula, it's we're looking at it with a different lens. The Rebbe told us it's already started. It's not something, a fantasy. It's not a fantasy. It's not far off in Yohapitzville. Right here, we're experiencing the Nevuais. Let's open up our eyes to start thanking Hashem and noticing the Nevuais, the miracles, the personal Geulais that we're seeing in our lives. And may our personal Gula in one split moment right now lead to the ultimate Gula, Ha'amitis Vashlema. Take F Umiyan Mamish. Thank you for tuning in to Aleph All Over. Through our efforts of living Gula, may we merit to welcome in Mashiach right now. <laughs>